Welcome to the Hutto Community Church Podcast. HCC is located in Hutto, Texas, and is led by Pastor Russell Daniel. For more information, please check out our website at huttocommunitychurch.org. Today is our Vision Sunday. Now, to know where we're going, we always have to go back and know where we've been. So I'm going to rewind a little bit, and for some of you, you've heard this a few times, and uh, for others of you, this is brand new, and uh, so we're just going to kind of recap and rewind all the way back to 2015 before Brooke and I were married. Uh, it's a long time ago, I know, um, and we were at a church in Austin and had been contacted by Austin Christian Fellowship, also known as ACF. And had, uh, they had asked us to prayerfully consider com- becoming part of their team and joining them to plant a satellite campus. Now, we didn't know that was going to be Hutto, but I'll get to that here in a moment. So fast forward a little bit. We met with one of their staff members a few different times, prayed through it. We got married, took a break over the holidays, and came back together, talked with the elders and the senior pastor, Will Davis, at ACF, and said, yeah, we believe God is in this. Uh, so we... Uh, then resigned the church in Austin and became part of the ACF staff in late spring of 2016. Now, the very first task that we were given was to figure out where in the world God would have you plant this satellite campus. So the task was really simple. It was uh, drive around Austin and pray and figure out what the Lord would have you, where the Lord would have you to go. So I went all the way out to Liberty Hill to Leander, uh, all that way, I drove all the way down south to Kyle and to Buda, all the way out to Maynard and to Elgin. And then one day, I left our house, which at that time was in Pflugerville, right off of Grand Avenue and Pflugerville Parkway. And I jumped on 45 and went east and then turned on 130 and went north. And here's probably the part you've heard the most. As I came around that curve at the top of that, that little crossover, whatever you call that flyover, and began to see all of the houses that were there at Falcon Point moving north into Hutto and seeing all the neighborhoods that were rolled out, all I could think about was every household that was represented by a rooftop and all the people that were living in that rooftop. And even when you, when you drive down in Austin, if you take the upper deck down in the middle of Austin, you can look out and you can see churches everywhere. I mean, there's still steeples all over the place, and there are traces of where the gospel has been and that the gospel is still there and working. But when you drive over into Hutton, you go north on that toll, how many steeples do you see? Zero. You see one church at the corner. It's kind of tucked away at 45 and 35. Grace Point, I think, is that name. And then you drive north, and it's like, where are all the churches? You've got thousands and thousands of houses. You've got tens of thousands of people, and where are are they going to church? How will they know about Jesus? So I turn off. I go into Hutto. I find there's a, a small, um, a couple of denomina- denominational churches in town. Okay, that's good, but there's tens of thousands of people here. Really, where are all the churches? So I drive home, and I just begin Googling churches in Hutto. At that time, there were about 12 churches in Hutto. Most of them small community churches like us. Nothing wrong with that. But when you have tens of thousands of people, and at that time the, speed, or the city limit sign said 25,000, and you've got a dozen churches averaging probably less than 100 people per church, where are we going? 
we're going to Hutto. No questions asked. So we pitched that to ACF and Pastor Will and the elders, and they have a meeting uh, late one Monday night to discuss and to be able to uh, either affirm or deny that. And so early Tuesday morning, you know what I'm doing. I'm emailing Pastor Will. Hey, how did it go? And he emails back. Hey, the elders don't see us going to Hutto anytime soon. It's back to the drawing board. And immediately I'm crushed. Because unbeknownst to them, since my wife is a realtor, we went ahead and got a house under contract in Hutto. (laughs) And so here I am thinking, "Uh uh-oh, this is not good. I have a new church that I love and I'm going to have to resign from. We have a house under contract, and I'm about to lose my job, and how are we going to be able to pay for this house that is now under contract? Because we have to go to Hutto. We can't go anywhere else in the world because that is where God has called us to be. And so for five minutes, my life is in crisis. I mean, I'm thinking about how how am I going to break this to Brooke? How am I going to quit this job? Lord, what in the world? And then Pastor Will emails again and says, just kidding, we're a go. (laughs) It was not a fun five minutes for me. But in so many ways, I called him right there, then and there, and he just died laughing on the phone. It was good. But for about five minutes, it was really a crisis of faith for me. And it was almost as if the Lord was testing me to say, hey, I've called you to huddle. Will you really go? If it costs you everything, if you have to quit your job, if you have to figure out a way to get this house, will you do it? And the answer was Yes. And so we, we moved out to Hutto in 2018, Easter of 2018. We launched ACF Hutto. And then you fast forward, we were meeting at the YMCA. Uh, fast forward about another year and a half, and there's uh, just some changes at the executive level at ACF. And they come to all the community pastors and say, hey, listen, we're about to go a different direction, and we just want you to understand that you're welcome to stay on with us. But if you feel that God is leading you and your campus to go and become an independent church, then we will bless you in that, and we will actually help you do that. And there's going to be no hard feelings, anything like that. And so we brought that back to our leaders at the time and prayed through that and said, yeah, we believe that God is in this. And so January 2020, what a glorious year. What a glorious year we launched as Hutto Community Church. And most of you, between that time and now, have become part of our church. And we're so grateful for that. And remembering is an important part of looking to the future because we remember the faithfulness of our Lord and our God. And we remember his faithfulness then when we had to shut down and couldn't meet for two or three months together. And on all those Saturday nights when we met at Reach Church just down the street here and wondered, Lord, are you really here? He's been faithful, and he's been good. And through all of the prayers that we've prayed, he has always provided. He has always brought us to the present. He has seen us through. And he's given us this wonderful place that we now call home, a place for us to meet in, to have fellowship together, to be able to reach out and reach our community. And so before we look forward, we always look back and remember the goodness and the faithfulness and the provision of our God. So here we are, 2024, and we still have a great task before us. Our population has grown, and although more churches have been planted, and there are now more churches here, there's still not enough to reach this community. And my best guess is that probably 9 out of 10 people who live in Hutto are still unchurched. 
and do not know our Lord Jesus Christ. They don't know his goodness. They don't know his grace. They don't know his forgiveness. They don't know the freedom that he offers. And our task is very simple. It's to reach them with the good news of Jesus. So this year, as we entered this year, really convinced that God wants to do more through Hutto Community Church in the future than he's done in the past. Uh, One of the things I've decided to do is just to take a a day of prayer every month where I'm just going to get alone and get with the Lord and the Word and just pray and read and journal. And then every quarter, I'm going to get away for two to three days to do the exact same thing. Because I believe what God is calling us to will require uh, prayer and fasting on my part, but also prayer and fasting on our part as a church. And so in January, for that day of prayer, uh, the Lord brought me to Habakkuk chapter 2 and verses 2 and 3. Now, this is a passage I've read many times before, um, but it has never hit me or convicted me like it did in January. And I want to share that with you this morning. It says, And the Lord answered me, Write the vision, make it plain, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Now, as I've said, I've read this scripture over and over, and I've heard other guys use it in in terms of talking about vision and the future of the church and what God is doing. But that day, it was like a knife in the heart for me because one of the things I realized is that as your pastor, I haven't done a great job of laying out the vision for the future and how you can interact and be a part of that. And so I was really convicted. So I began to study and I began to look at this passage of scripture and I began to pray about that. And then I began to look at other translations of this same scripture. And then I came to the Living Bible translation. And if it hadn't hit me hard enough, then I read this version of it and it was like double dagger, okay? And the Living Bible says, and the Lord answered me, write my answer on a billboard large and clear so that anyone can read it at a glance and rush to tell the others. Any of you like driven by a billboard going down 35 and you laugh at it and then you tell everybody else in the car exactly what that billboard said because by that time you've already driven past it? You know, I mean, hello, Bucky's, right? We know where every Bucky's is located because they've got signs that are large and clear and funny. And you know, there's a Bucky's at 172 miles that you're going to stop and get gas at. And then it's 74 miles and 65 miles and 52 and then 41 and then seven miles. And then you exit because the big sign says exit here. (laughs) I really feel like the Lord is saying, make it that plain. But then he encouraged me with the following verse, verse three. But these things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair. For these things will surely come to pass. Just be patient. They will not be overdue a single day. I don't know how many things that you have a vision for in your life. They seem slow, don't they? 
mean, I, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you have a financial goal to be able to, to pay off debt, or maybe you want to purchase a house, or maybe you have a, a goal to, you know, lose 20 pounds or whatever it is, or you have a goal that you want to finish your education so that you can, um, you know, get the next promotion or get a different job or, or, or whatever that is. But man, even as your pastor, things seem to happen so slow. And oftentimes we get discouraged. And while we had a vision in mind for what God has called us to, for what we want our life to be like in accordance with his will, because we always live in accordance with his will, right church? Good, I'm glad we're on the same page. They always seem to take way longer than we initially planned for. And it can be defeating, can cause us to despair, can cause us to discourage, all of those different things. But the Lord wants to encourage you and encourage me that anything worth doing takes longer than you think to get there. And so when it comes to the vision of the church, uh, to be quite honest with you, I had hoped to be able to stand up here and say, guys, guess what? We have a building coming. And it's going to be here in 30 days, and we're going to reno that thing, and we're going to fill this building and then fill that building with people, and life's going to be great and hunky-dory, and we're going to see how to change for the kingdom of God. However, there are some blockades that are in our way for getting that building here. As we've talked with the city of Huddo and as we have planned and as we have budgeted, we had hoped to have that thing here already, but the city of Huddo has code, and they want to... They want to have us develop the whole property to bring it up to code. So just to be quite honest with you, which I don't know anything else to do, I don't know how that building's going to get here. There's a lot of barriers to that. It's financial barriers. There's barriers at City Hall. But I know that God is faithful. I know that God has always provided a way in the past. And so I don't know what that means. I don't know if that building will ever, ever get here or if God's got something different for us that he might have a property for us to go to that would be a better fit for our church. Maybe someone has a piece of land out east that God just wants to give to us. You got friends? It's time to call them. <laughs> they need a tax write-off? Huddle Community Church. Here it is. I don't know what the future looks like, but I know our hope is not in a building. It never has been. It never will be. Because when I read the New Testament, the church, when it refers to the church, it never refers to a building. It refers to the gathering, the people of God. And that's what we're called to. Why? Because it's 90% of the people in our surrounding community don't know the gospel. And so our, our vision is very simple. The Huddo Community Church exists to create uh, to introduce, to create eternal change in people's lives by introducing them to Jesus. That's our vision. Simply put, changing lives, changing eternities. Many of you here are here today because that's what's happened in your life. That's what Jesus has done. And in fact, if Jesus had not met you and had not uh, interacted with you in a specific time, in a specific place, many of you would not be here. Some of you'd be dead, some of you'd be divorced, some of you'd be long gone doing your own thing, and you wouldn't be here. But because of what Jesus does, because Jesus heals, because he makes people whole. You read the Gospels, everywhere that Jesus goes, he heals every disease 
without fail, and everyone he comes to, except in Nazareth, because they didn't believe in Nazareth, he always completely heals. And Jesus still does that today. He still heals heals marriages. He still makes the sick person well. Many of you, again, are witnesses of that, of what God has done in your life by miraculously healing you. God still speaks. God still saves. And church, there's a whole community around us that needs saving. He changes lives. He changes eternities. And our hope as Hutto Community Church is to make a Hutto that loves Jesus. Because Hutto doesn't love Jesus right now. I mean, you, you think I'm wrong. You just go look on Hutto Neighbors 2.0 Facebook page and you'll figure out real quick that Hutto doesn't love Jesus. But we want to be in a place. We want to be a people who are God's hands and God's feet. And, and our job is simply to go and to faithfully and diligently sow the seed. He's responsible for the harvest. He's responsible for the harvest. And so that's what we want to do so that as God has changed your life, he might change the lives of other people. We just want to take what God has given us and share it with other people and invite them in to what God is doing here at Hutto Community Church. Now, the Spirit of God will do his work. The question is, are you going to do the work too? Because God always works through people. Always. Now, yeah, he might give somebody a dream or a vision, and they might show up uh, through our door. But are we going to be faithful to engage and to disciple? Because that's the call. It's to make disciples. It's not to build a church or to have a grand building. The the church becoming a building didn't happen until the 4th century when Constantine legalized Christianity in Rome. That's when the church became about the building. But even today, you read Scripture, it's not about the building, it's about the people. It's about making disciples. It's Matthew 28. Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and I will be with you always to the very end of the age. That's the command. It's to make disciples as you're going as you're going about your daily business, as you're going about your job, as you're going to H-E-B, as you're going to Rio Grande after church to eat, because I know half of you are going there, it is to make disciples. And that's what we are to be about. So how does, how does this work itself out? I'm so glad that you asked. I want to give you a little bit of insight into strategy here for just a minute. And then what we're going to do is we're going to break into a few different groups, grab some more tacos and donuts, have a little conversation, and be done for today. So, uh, Christy, you can go ahead and go to the next slide. Should be some pictures on the end of there. Okay, well, I'm just going to walk you through it then. (laughs) All right, so if you think about a calendar starting from January over here and ending in December over, over here, thinking about the church calendar and the things that we do as a church, youth group spans that whole entire time. Right now, we have ministry Mondays that started in January and is going to go till about May. 
Okay, that's where we are right now. We've got men's group that meets on Wednesday nights, which you guys invited someone this week to church. He invited himself. That's great. That's what we do. In the community, inviting others to be part of what God is doing. What we're going to begin to add on is something called starting point. Some of you stuck around for that first starting point in January or in February. Now, what starting point is, it is an opportunity for us to help people make small steps on a regular basis that will help them become involved in church. So you have all the people in Hutto. You have those that come to church on Sunday morning because you're inviting them, okay? Now we're funneling them down, those who want to be interested and want to be involved. Starting point is the first step. Because oftentimes what we do in the church is we say, here we are. It's my first time at Cahuto Community Church. I want you to serve and get in a small group, and that step is way over there. And I can't get to the other side in one step. I mean, maybe I could try, but you guys would have a good time laughing, and I'm not going to do that today. But if we can make short, small steps where people can easily take them so that they can get over to here, a fully formed disciple of Christ, then we've done our job. So the first step in that is what we call starting point, which is a time after church on Sunday, once a month, where we're going to connect with all of the people that you invite and help them take the very next step. Here we go. There you go. So we'll have that on a regular basis. We have the next slide up. Now, you understand, oh, we don't have the full thing on there, but that's okay. You get the idea. Christmas and Easter are our big Sundays, right? They're, they're high, high church holidays. Uh, we're all going to be here for Christmas and Easter regardless. But what we want to do is we want to do something else to give us an excuse to invite people to something special. Next slide. So you'll see there's four to five additional. Now, these are just ideas. So if they don't happen, don't come to me and say, Pastor, we didn't do this. <laughs> Okay, these are just ideas, but these are uh, things that we would do on Sunday morning, like having a baby dedication on Mother's Day or having a baptism Sunday. Uh, one of the things we've done in the past is we've had Fourth of July at Brooke and I's house, and we've celebrated popping off fireworks and swimming and all that stuff. Uh, my favorite idea is the back-to-school bash. In the past, we've been part of the back-to-school rally at Hutto ISD, or the Hutto Memorial Stadium, sorry. What if, what if instead of going there, we did something on a little bit smaller scale, but much more intimate? And we were to invite the superintendent and his administration. If we were to invite the school teachers, we have school teachers here, and we invited them and their friends to say, hey, come to church on this particular day in August because our church wants to pray for you in the school year. And if we made, you know, maybe gift baskets to give the teachers that showed up and we prayed specifically for the kids who are part of our church who are going to be attending Hutto ISD, what if we made a really big deal about that and it became something maybe more intimate, yes, but more impactful? And then maybe some of Cheryl's teacher friends says, hey, you know what, that Hutto Community Church, they really care about people because the gospel is about people. And then they start attending and they start telling they're friends. You get the idea. So every event is an excuse to invite someone. Hey, you make a really good chili? Cool, we're doing a chili cook-off on this day to kick off football season. You get the idea. And so you have an excuse to invite someone to 
to, to church. We follow up with starting point. And then we move forward to the next slide and you see that there's small group and there's serving opportunities. And when we are in small group and when we are serving, all of a sudden you see the gospel really begin to compound how people begin to draw closer to Christ. Why? Because they're in relationship with others. They're serving people and it's no longer about them. And when we can get ourselves out of the way and realize that it's really all about Jesus and his kingdom, that's when the gospel makes a real impact. And so, church, this is what we hope to do over the next few years. To give you regular opportunities to invite your friends and neighbors to be part of what God is doing here through a fun, relaxed atmosphere that engages them with Jesus. And then to give them opportunities through starting point to take a deeper dive and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I do want to be a part of a small group. Hey, you know what? Maybe I do want to help greet people on the way in. Hey, maybe I do want to actually get over there and I want to pour into kids and I want to tell them about Jesus because I know what Jesus has done for me and I want the kids over there to know what Jesus has done. You know what? I know there's a lot of hurting youth in Hutto, Texas. I know there's a lot of youth that don't have a real father figure. Maybe they feel neglected at home. You know what? I want to give them the care and attention that I know Jesus gives me, and I want to be part of what Eve is, has going on with the Hutto Community Church Youth Group, and that's where I want to give my life, and I want to make an impact for King Jesus. And when we begin to adopt that kind of mindset, that this is not something that we just do one hour a week, but this is what God has called us to, to do, is to reach the community and pour into the lives of others. All of a sudden, you'll be, begin to see the harvest be plentiful. So it's up to you, church. It's up to you. Because the reality is, we can continue to have church Sunday after Sunday, but if we don't get bought in and say we're going to make real kingdom impact, then we'll be a holy huddle till Jesus comes back while the rest of the world is out there dying and going to hell. The choice is yours. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or visit our website at huddocommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening and God bless.